you consider yourself a spiritual person? Do you want to attain your highest self? In this episode, I am with multidisciplinary healer Rebecca Manningkill. She is highly accredited in areas such as teaching yoga, trained sound alchemist, past life regression therapist, and cosmic sexuality instructor. If you're interested in learning about healing and spiritual practices that are out there, this episode is for you. Rebecca is a super cool, fun, and chill person. I am super excited she is sharing her time with us. I will also be sharing about my own spiritual journey and what I have been delving into as well. It's time for Spilling the Syrup. Yum. <laughs> yes. I'm like, hey, yum. <laughs> I wanted to ask you more about your practice, your beliefs, uh, if you want to say about yourself in general how you got to the place that you were today, your spiritual journey, your business. I know that you inspire and instruct. I just threw a lot at you. (laughs) Well, first of all, hi, Ryan. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so grateful and honored to be here and just for you to be asking me about all of these things. It's super cool. First thing that comes off, I have to just say, I love the um, alliteration, which is like spilling the syrup spirituality like I'm all about that like inspire and instruct like soulful sexuality balanced bay retreats I love it so I'm I love it it's very like alignment yeah I love the name I love the name and it also reminds me for some reason of like bourbon lemonade (laughs) I love that that is that is nice to drink right so I, I love the name but um yeah so uh when it comes to my practice how I got into spirituality I love that you say that that way for sure like first and foremost spirituality I am definitely a spiritual person it started with religion of course I'm Filipina and I was raised Roman Catholic so religion was a huge part of my upbringing to this day I can still pretty much recite the rosary without like a paper or anything like that like I know it off by heart all the prayers I literally went to the went to church today with my mom oh nice Yeah, I took her to visit. We went to church together. She loves churches. So like we went, but I was being so like, like I was wearing a tube top and they were like, do you have something else to put on? And I was like, no. And they're like, okay, next time. And then I like kind of got pissed. Yeah. Not pissed, but just like kind of triggered. And I was walking away and I like turned to my mom. like, I should have told them Mary Magdalene was a prostitute. And she's like, oh my God, Rebecca, stop. Yeah, she was. Yeah. (laughs) But she was. And she was a divine femme, man. That was, she was divine feminine energy. And Jesus loved her either way. Some people say that Mary Magdalene was his wife. That is true. And also, I love that you are sex positive and body positive and that you incorporate that into your work. Yes. To me, an orgasm is the closest I've ever been to whatever they call God. That is the closest I've ever been. That's for sure. When it comes to sexuality, like there's this stigma around it where it's demonized and there's so many like roles and and expectations, just stereotypes and conditioning we have around it. So it's just for me, if we stop looking at sexuality as like a purely physical experience and start realizing the, the spiritual aspect of it. I feel like we as human beings would be in higher levels of consciousness. So going back to what you asked about what my practice is, is about, I'm really about teaching others to become experts in self-healing and understanding there's so many different modalities, understanding that you need others to heal. You heal in relationships. So you have to be very aware of the relationships you're creating with yourself 
the methods of self-soothing or, you know, coping mechanisms, which I don't personally like to use that term too much, um, the relationships with others, with, you know, food, your vices, your shadow, your light. And so that's really what I do is I, I want to help others ascend to higher levels of consciousness by becoming experts in self-healing. So, you know, it's so funny. You're like listing off all the things I do. I'm like, oh, shit, you're right. I do do that. You're an expert. Thank you. I mean, I feel like there's so much for me to learn. I'm learning every single day. I learn from my students. I learn from people I meet off the street. I think one thing more than anything is I'm just open. I'm really, and I look at myself as like a clear vessel for spirit to flow through. I'm a clear vessel and people who know me um, and have interacted with me. And I feel like, again, like we had this conversation before we started recording this session. I have probably told you a lot (laughs) in that galley that we used to fly in. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, and I'm grateful for that because again, like, seeing people like draw back and kind of like, oh, she's sharing a lot. And again, that's something I have to learn. That's my own like, you know, boundaries and respecting the boundaries of others. But I feel like I'm just very open to sharing. And that's why I chose to be a multidisciplinary healer, because everything that I learn, I want to share with others. I'm like, oh my gosh, I learned this thing in Chinese medicine. And like, you should look into it. Or like, you know, there's a sound healing technique or, you know, this adjustment in yoga. So yeah, I'm just a big sharer. Yeah. And you are basically telling people what is going to make their lives better and really reshaping their perspective. And that is something that I would definitely look forward to if I was coming to see you as a client. And if I was to come see you as a client, what can I expect if I booked a session with you? Oh, my gosh. That's the thing. I, I always tell people what you can expect is not what you're expecting. So don't expect anything. Fair enough. Yeah. My practices, our offerings rather, are so different from one another. So if you're coming to me for yoga, expect an ass kicking and expect to come deeper into your practice. I'm a pusher. I'm a pusher, Katie. Mean girls reference if you don't know. I don't know. She came up to me and she started saying something about pushing. So I think she's selling drugs. (laughs) This is like the sixth time I've quoted mean girls today. It's iconic. Is it not? Some, I met somebody who hasn't watched it yet, but that's a whole other conversation. Well, they're missing out. Yeah. Their life will be changed after Katie Heron's whole saga. Yeah, you have to watch it. You do. But I was just going to say, I in yoga, I definitely am somebody who kind of uh, helps others come deeper into their practice. I'm a little bit more encouraging in the way that I like you to play your edge. Like I want you to see how far you can go without hurting yourself, obviously injuring yourself, but kind of like, you know, it's a lot of like, I can't do that. Oh my God, I can't do that. Or I'll never be able to do that. Or like, I'm afraid to do that. So I like people to play their edge. So definitely in yoga, like people come to me for an asking, they want to sweat. They want to do splits. That's super popular right now. Like I have so many people like, I want to do the splits. And I'm like, all right. Nice more challenging kind of positions. Yeah. And that's actually what kind of brought me into sacred sexuality was I've always been a very sacral based person. I don't know if it's because I'm a Scorpio, which actually rules over, you know, the reproductive organs as in the astrological kind of realm. But I've always been super sensual, super into my femininity. Um, So sexuality kind of seemed like the right path. I always had this joke that I, not joke, but I was like, I would love to one day, you know, maybe like 
catch a Delta flight to Atlanta and uh, just go for an amateur's night. I don't think they actually have amateur's night. I thought that was something that existed. Um, but I would love to get on a pole one day, see what I can do. Maybe I can make, you know, a couple hundred dollars, who knows, but more so for the experience of it. Yeah. And again, like for me, the most divine experience I've ever had is an orgasm. It's like the closest to God, you know, like it's like the universe like explodes, but comes back together and you just like feel everything and so alive. I only experienced that once I understood the divine part of it. You know what I mean? And it wasn't just like a physical thing, mental, emotional, spiritual, you know? So that's really kind of what linked me into learning more about that and wanting to, again, share, I'm such a sharer, this experience with others. Yeah. So when it comes to what can people can expect in a session with me, I've had people come in here and I've had grown men cry. I've had people come in here, do a session with me and not leave for like eight hours. And now we're really close friends. I've had people come in here and be like, I didn't feel anything. And that was you know, a a cool experience, but it's, I'm probably not going to try this again. I've had people come in here and be like, I want to do this every week. Yeah. It really is what you're looking for. I look at it from this perspective of like, you and I obviously had some kind of soul contract where like, we were meant to have this experience where we connected and we're supposed to learn something from each other and teach something to one another. Wow. I just ask that people are open to whatever the experience is. Yes basically what people can expect when they come for a session with me it could be many things yoga ass kicking sound variation I I would say it's past life regression and sound is dependent on the person and where they are in their spiritual journey and how open they are cardomancy like my tarot card readings and my oracle card readings are pretty spawn on I have quite a few people who will come back to me. I feel like every person actually is like, that's probably one of my most strongest um, uh, offerings is definitely the cardomancy because I really tell you what it is, is happening right now and how you contributed to it. And I tell it very real. Like I'm, I'm no bullshit. Yeah. I think that's what people need. And I also, I was going to ask you about tarot cards because I find them so fascinating. I agree totally with you. And I think it's about how your experience and how it touches the emotional parts of the lives that we hold on to. Yeah. And so the cards kind of bring that out and you can look at something in a completely different perspective. And I just think it's so I think it's so fun. And just to connect with your spiritual self. Yeah, I I think the thing is, is like, I always tell the people who come for cardomancy and readings is like, listen, you already know all this shit, eh? Like, I'm telling you now, you already know all these. Compared to almost like glasses, you can see through, but you can't, like, if there's a a lot of dirt on the lenses, you can't see clearly. Yeah. So I'm really just picking up on your energy, and you probably know a lot of these answers. Yes. I'm not super predictive. I'm not super like, I'm not going to tell you like, you're going to meet a tall, dark man. Like I'm, I'm not that type of reader. I think it's like, I'm very much of like, okay, how can we get you on the right path based on where you've been, where you're going and the situations in your life or the situation at hand rather, this is your best advice, you know? And like, and then I'll just call out random shit sometimes. The number four, like I'm big on numbers. I'll be like, the number four is important. And then people will come back and be like, yo, like this number keeps coming up now. Yeah. 
it's little things like that. I've had somebody like message me and be like, exactly what you said happened. Just expect to have an interesting experience. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you cleared up some of the misconceptions because I think for some of the listeners out there, they may be curious to know how it works. Mm-hmm. The way I see it as well and through what you've just described is it's not deliberately trying to be vague to fit everybody's details. It's actually just here is what I've been given and you need to think about this in relation to your life. Mm-hmm. No, that's exactly it. It's like, I can't do the healing for you. And that's something I actually spoke about as well. I'm a healer, but so are you. That's like one of my like taglines, like TM. Yes. I will give you whatever guidance I can, but I can't heal you. Only you can heal you. Yeah, that's that's very true. And I think that's very exciting because I think from my own experiences, actually much like yourself, my earliest experiences with spirituality came from religion, specifically Christian churches. What's your background? My background is Scottish, British. Okay. There was a lot. I think Irish and Scottish are the two, I would say, not for anything, but like because they experienced a lot of oppression from England and Britain, the United Kingdom, or they're not the United Kingdom, but from Britain and the English. Yeah. There's a lot of trauma there. Yes. Actually, my partner is Irish. Yeah. You guys have a lot of trauma, dude. Yeah. I'm sure you've seen it. You've seen Braveheart. I haven't seen it from start to finish. I've seen clips of it. I feel like it's actually too traumatic to watch. Maybe that's why I haven't. Yeah, it is. It was a lot of uh, civil unrest, a lot of oppression from the British monarchy, which a lot of people have experienced, many different cultures. I actually had somebody come for sound and she is like, yeah, my dad's Irish. And I was like, oh, yeah, dude. Irish and Scottish, yes. like they have their own. That's what I'm spirituality, learning. If you yeah, know, and their own practices of magic, more Wicca than anything I would imagine. I'm not big on Wicca, but that's something that would be within your lineage, 100. Okay, that's something I'm interested in. I've started researching that are starting to interest me, like meditation, really? tarot, astrology, the occult. I'm just a beginner, kind of seeking information and understanding what is the best path for me. And I've even stumbled across witch talk on tiktok oh witch talk yeah that's just like a whole new world how is the community i'm not big on tiktok to be honest and i've heard that there's a lot of misinformation that goes on there so it's just like yeah my my best advice with anything that you see is take what you have at face value but i think in anything what i've learned to have a mentor that you trust and have an actual connection and personal relationship with is very important. Okay, yeah. The book that's coming to me right now that I think you should read because one of the characters is actually Scottish. It's called The The Witch of Portobello. Okay. And it's by Paulo Coelho who wrote The Alchemist. Okay. Have you heard of the book The Alchemist? I think so. I think they would have made you read it in school maybe. It's one of those. The term is familiar to me. Or like 1984 or like To Kill a Mockingbird. Is it To Kill a Mockingbird? Is that with Atticus Finch? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So like that, it was like some people read The Alchemist, some people read 1984, some people read this book, you know what I mean? Or read like To Kill a Mockingbird, one of those things. But yeah, definitely look into it. Witch of Portobello. I feel like that would resonate very deeply with you. Yeah. 
Some people say, you know, you need to research a year and a day from the point that you start the journey to really decide what path. But even then, once you've decided, it doesn't mean you have to go down this path and stay like this rest of your life. You can change that. But at the same time, you do kind of want to know, you want to really research something and and really know it from the inside out if you're going to sort of commit to that. But yeah, and then I'm, I'm reading like Wiccan being the largest grouping of witchcraft that identifies the United States, but not all witches are Wiccan. No, I don't. See, that's the thing. I'm not the person to ask about Wiccan and witches because the way that I look at it is I believe magic is practiced by many, but it's always best to go with your ancestral lineage. Okay. Because the knowledge is there. It just has to be remembered. Right. It's in your blood. So that's why I think it's important that we know where we come from. You know what I mean? And so, for example, and not as anything, but like, and I mean this with love and and for you to as an understanding, you know what I mean? This society is a white patriarchal society, meaning that it serves the white man. Yep. What we've gone through in the last year, it's like the world has been blown open. So if you can acknowledge your privilege and like, you know, the privilege that you would have is maybe you have more history is what I've noticed. Maybe you know more about your great-grandfather or great-grandmothers, whereas people who are maybe, let's say, Jamaican, who come from enslaved people don't have that history. Like They don't know where in Africa they came from. For myself as a Filipino woman, I only can go as far back as my great-great-grandmother, I think, is the first suppose. Right. You're absolutely right. And recently, I was doing some family research and I found out some information about my great grandfather. It's funny, that was the first person that you mentioned. He actually came from Italy. Harrow is from there. It goes back further, but that's where some of the oldest decks that they've found. Oh, okay. Interesting. Harrow is, is in there as well. Yeah, he died at sea. I asked a genealogist about it. They couldn't find any death certificate and that the only proof that is out there is that died at sea. So I thought very mysterious. And that was really interesting to me. Yeah. Are you afraid of the water? I actually like the water, surprisingly. Oh, you do? Yeah. 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 I like like taking baths and showers. Well, you're a campfire. Yeah. And swimming. Yeah. But I wouldn't say I'm like the strongest swimmer in the world or anything. Spiritually, that's the one thing I'm trying to figure out is like the way that our ancestors pass, if it's somehow linked to us, if we were already, let's say like alive or like, I don't know that I'm not sure of, but definitely going back to the ancestral thing, the egg that you were formed in was formed in your great, great grandmother. So whatever they were experiencing, it's a huge thing. Like I learned this from my yoga teacher who trained me. She has twin boys. And one of her twins wasn't doing so well after he was born. And she went to see a medical professional who was kind of also on the holistic side, I believe. And he pinpointed because of the time frame, it was a kidney issue. And so during that time, he asked her, like, you need to go back in your mind and find out what you were going through. That is what affected his kidney development. Wow. And during that time, she was in a bad place with family member. And so she's like, I was stressed. Yeah. Yeah, so she had to go and heal it. Like she had to heal it in herself, forgive that person. And as she did that, her son got better. That's what you're holding on to inside you, those negative emotions and feelings. Yeah, those challenging, right? As I've gotten more into my path, trying not to be so black or white or, you know, negative or positive type thing, 
because that's really what creates like a strain on us. It's like, we're trying to go for positive panic, negative panic. I'm a positive panic P person and it's still not good. Like I, I'm too positive panic, you know, like yes. someone is slightly like not feeling well and I'm already calling the ambulance. Well, you care deeply. You're <laughs> very as, empathic yeah. as, in that respect. Yeah. And so I feel like when it comes to that healing, yeah, it, ancestral healing, it's really just about having an inner standing of how your lineage, your ancestral lineage is affecting who you are today. So whether that's environmental in terms of how your mom grew up, the conditions that you were, you know, she was in and your parents were in when you were born or you were, sorry, you were conceived. Yes. Again, like, okay, you know, it's Italy. What was like, what was going on there? Why did your great grandfather die at sea? The history of, of the Scots, like, okay. Like there was a lot of bloodshed. Yeah. I watched the series of the English monarchy dating back to like Catherine of Aragon. So I know there was some shit going on in Scotland. The clans and shit. The clans. Yeah, there definitely was. And that's part of what makes them unique to this day and that they want to hold on to that. And they're very proud of that culture. It's a whole culture. It's a whole culture. Yeah. For sure. That could be what I should look into or something that's related to that. Well, yeah, for sure. I mean, as human beings, like we are storytelling creatures. I remember I had a a teacher in high school who said that, like it was the first thing he said in English class in grade 10. Human beings are storytelling creatures. We have to tell our story. We have to preserve our story. We need stories to confirm and validate our existence. And this is how we communicate and have preserved our history is through storytelling. So for example... As a Filipina, big thing in the Filipino community, especially those of us who are in the diaspora, like outside of the Philippines, is Filipino folk dancing. In cities where there is a larger Filipino community, even a small one, you know what I mean? Like you'll find Filipino folk dancing groups. Okay. We don't fully understand even some of the the chants, I would imagine, because how could we? The Filipinos have been oppressed since God, like since forever. A lot of our history is lost, but it's retained through the dance. It's retained through the singing. It's retained through the story of it. Yeah. You recently posted about Independence Day. Yes. Yeah, that was really interesting. I didn't know a lot of that information. So that was really insightful. Yeah. My good sister, Desiree, who is my partner in the Balanced Bay Retreat. Shout out, Desiree. Hey. Hey, Des. She has put me on to so much knowledge about what it means to be Filipina, about the pre-colonial indigenous society that I come from and lineage that I come from. The Philippines spent 333 years. So going back to like numerology and things like that. I don't know if we spoke about numerology yet. No, please do. Like literally before I got here, I was speaking about numerology, but just not numbers as signs oh, and nice. symbols and affirmations of what you're experiencing in your life. That's a whole other conversation. So interesting. Yeah. I'm not going to get into, into that, but for me, repeating numbers are angel numbers. So that's something, that's a little gem I'll drop is like, look into angel numbers. If you see a number that resonates with you, look it up. It's super easy. Go to Google while it's still free and type in angel number 333, angel number, whatever, whatever. Back to what I was saying, the Philippines was under Spanish Inquisition for 333 years and then went on to be, uh, again, colonized by the U.S. for a number of years. I think it was close to 100. I think it was like 70-something. I could be wrong. It was quite a bit of time. 
it was enough time. I think even one year of American yeah. occupation can really fuck someone up. Oh, absolutely. It's not natural. No. The Colt 45, the gun, was actually tested and perfected on the southern Filipino people, the Moro people. Anyways, that being said, wow. yeah, it's it's a lot, right? So a, a lot of our history has been lost, you know, by constant colonization. It's really important in terms of that folkloric. What I'm trying to take away from it is like that it's not real. Like, you know what I mean? Or it's like not valid. It's just a story. Yes, but no, because it's also something that is carrying on. In Scotland, I'm sorry, and, and I want to ask you, is that where they speak Gaelic or is that Ireland? Yeah, they do. They, they It's a different form of Scots Gaelic is, is slightly different. And in Irish, they speak Irish, which is, I think it actually comes from the same language. It's the same. Yes. So that's something I would look into, like the Gaelic folkloric. They, this is how they preserved their history was through storytelling or the traditions or you know the celebration of the equinoxes and that's what i find with a lot of these spiritualities it's very earth-based it's very nature-based it's very based in nature in the earth yeah and that is totally me so you're absolutely right when it comes to that you've you've really gotten me inspired thank you for sharing that because being a a filipino woman How do you rise above those vibrations that have been put upon you by society? How can other people that are listening do the same thing? How do we harness the magic that's all around us? And you mentioned natural in the environment, and that's that's immediately what I thought of. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so definitely for me, how do I rise above it is, and you know, if you follow me on Instagram or you just know me, like I'm constantly saying over and over, I am the woman that my ancestors have dreamed of. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you. My ancestors didn't know rest. They didn't know we're, we're still not free, but they didn't experience the amount of freedom that I have. As a woman, you don't leave the house without getting married. Where are you going? Yeah, you know, exactly. As a woman, like you don't have many rights. But going further to that, before the Philippines were colonized, we did an interview recently that like they're like, what does it mean to be Filipino? And I love them. They're an amazing association called Filipinos of Montreal, which is like amplifying Filipino voices. But they asked me this question and I was like, okay, I, I'm going to be honest. But I'm like, the more I hear the word Filipino, it doesn't resonate with me because I know it was named for a king that never even stepped foot on the island yeah. that it was named for. So my people, the people that I come from, they were a matriarchal society. Women could get divorced. Women owned land. Women had gold. They had businesses. It was a very balanced society. So I'm the woman that they dreamed of living, you know, in this day and age where there's so many things available. Like you don't have to harvest your own food. The fuck? You don't have to go and walk miles to go get water. Yeah. (laughs) Even as far as like my grandmother, my mom comes and visits. She was just with me here and she always tells me like, I, I'm so happy you're enjoying your life because I'm glad, you know, this is what I want for you. So my living ancestors and my, my ancestors who have transitioned, I constantly remind myself every single day that I am the woman that my ancestors dreamed of. And sorry, the second part of the question, just remind me what that was. Yeah. The magic that's found in every day, which I find really interesting because I'm reading about, and you mentioned nature, but also just- 
Like people that. think magic is, and I think they immediately think of a super fantasy definition of it and the way it's portrayed in the media. Like charmed? Like charmed. Just like if you're making food, that's magic. You're mixing things together. Yes, I was going to say that. Like, it's the simple things. For me, I'm always like thanking God. When I first started flying, you know, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know if you've mentioned to your listeners before, if that's something you're open with, but being a flight attendant. Yeah. For an hour, we'll talk about the worst case scenario that can possibly happen. Just today was a different one yesterday. But today, you know, we're talking about the worst possible case scenario. And then we get on this plane and we get shot up into the air 25,000 feet and then come back down. Hopefully we touch down too. And, and that's fucking magic. Absolutely. I totally agree. I became really grateful. Oh, thank God we, we got stocked with all this little thing. It's magic. Yeah, I agree. We're just all here and the universe is so big. Yeah. Touching down at Toronto Island Airport at 10.58. Magic. <laughs> that is magic, you know, like little things. Little yeah. things, man. Magic is definitely something I see every day. A rainbow, a pretty color in the sky. I'm eating good food. I have water. Gratitude to, to kind of put it together. You mentioned God. I would have described myself or would up to now as being agnostic. I believe in something larger than myself, but I wasn't quite sure what it is. What are your beliefs in the higher power and the divine? Okay, that's so funny. Because like I said, I went, to, I went to church with my mom today. And I was explaining to her, like, listen, I love baby Jesus. I don't think that's every. I will not. And my mom yeah. brought up a good point. She's like, it's not about worshiping so much. It's about this gratitude, you know what I mean? This like gratitude and constantly and just giving thanks, you know? So when it comes yeah. to like divine and the higher power, I believe that there was one and I believe that's source. And I believe that source in its infinite and magical powers and mysterious ways was able to separate and create different forms of themselves into other things. So that's even a big part of soul, like a soulful sexuality practice is that really acknowledging polarity and acknowledging energies and acknowledging that we all come from the same place. We come from stars. Like we have the same composition as stars. Like they're the same gas compositions. I don't know if you've ever heard that before. That's a whole other spiritual path. Star seeds. No, but I believe it. Yeah. So my teacher, my sound teacher, Sarah Surrenders, who is phenomenal, a phenomenal human being. And she really kind of, you, you were speaking on like, I have this authenticity and this like, you know, kind of like, edgy or just not afraid she really awoken yep. that she awoke that in me and i'm so grateful to her for that but she put me onto this concept of star seeds of the fact that like we come from different star groups and based on that it's like different personality traits it's like being a scorpio being a cancer or like being uh this human design type or like the whatever that meyer briggs or somebody yeah personality test yeah yeah personality it's like that so star seeds are kind of that same idea. So like you can be a Palladian, Orion, Arcturian, you know, Lemurian, like there's so many. I just believe that there's something bigger than me that has created a purpose for me to fulfill. And every day I just want to be doing it or close to doing it or trying my best to doing it. I just believe that there is spirit that is guiding me. I believe that I am protected. I, I know, I know and believe that I'm so protected. Yeah. You mentioned baby Jesus. And I think prayer is, it's such a meaningful spiritual practice, just like any other that 
we've covered and even the contemporary ones that we were talking about in this episode. And I really like the fact that this community and the people in it are very open to queer people and it's so accessible to them as well, just to, to get involved in it and be spiritual. And that's the thing I going back to religion and I, I don't think it's the fault of anybody, but again, like it's fear, it's closed mindedness. We're human. Yeah. What I've noticed is there's a lot of gatekeeping, a lot of like pushing people out, especially like for yourself as a queer man, like how many times have you, like you can't get married. That's right. Some shit, you know what I mean? And as a woman, I can't be a priest. Yep. These things are so like, you know, but why? What does this have to do with the all accepting God who loves everybody? I don't understand. Oh, that's absolutely right. And that that's absolutely true. That's why this really resonates with me now at this point in my life. Yeah. And the one thing about religion that I think, again, that I appreciate, though, is that it has given people a place to have faith. And I'll never knock that part of religion. Again, I've seen people come and lay their burdens at the altars of the people, of saints, of God, of Mama Mary. And I've seen that and I've been so overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. So I don't knock that at all. Yeah, exactly. Totally. What kind of tools do you use? Do you use crystals? Oh my God, all the shits. Yes. Where are they? They're literally everywhere. There's crystals all over my freaking house. Oh, nice. (laughs) They're in every corner. I use so many things. Sorry, you were saying tools. Yeah, just in general, because I don't think I know much about that. It's whatever resonates with you. I mean, one day, I think that I was just actually trying to kill time on reserve. Okay not be home but still be close to home and went to chapters and like went into the spirituality section new age section and was like oh my god what's going on here learned about crystals and then went to a crystal shop nice kind of just spiraled out of control from there and now i just have a lot of crystals i look at crystals because again going back to what you said about that everyday magic and nature crystals come from the earth which is the timeline and, and physical realm which i exist in yep It contains the energy and spirit and even the actual makeup, I'm sure of, for example, like animals, people, plants. Yeah. Thousands of years, it's condensed under so much pressure and created this beautiful, amazing, like sparkly thing. For me, my tools that I use is definitely crystals. It's my sound instruments, so my bowls, my voice. Less and less, I have tools, to be honest. I'm depending on tools less and less, and I'm starting to become myself a conduit. But I've also acknowledged the fact that I couldn't be where I am at this point without those tools. Okay, yeah. Because you can have all the crystals and all that shit, bowls and the sage and the incense and whatever and the scrying. Yes. But if you're not yourself a tool, then like these are just things. Yeah. It's really what you do with it, you know what I mean? And what speaks with you to you and what resonates with you. So because crystals work for me doesn't mean it's going to work for somebody else. Yeah, that's a really good way of putting it. And I think too, what's fascinating to me is people have different reasons for wanting to get into the the spiritual realm in this capacity. Some people just, I think, are looking for a spiritual experience and they want to feel that. Yeah. And then some people, maybe they just want to sit with their friends and light some candles. Yeah. And that's why I'm hesitant about baby witch TikTok and like witch TikTok. Again, I just think that in my own studying, pretty much one-on-one in everything that I've done. Okay. And it's because I need that human connection with somebody who can guide me. Yeah. I feel like you would really enjoy this book, The Witch of Portobello. Yeah. 
cool that you and I are like not in the same room, but we're having this conversation, same conversations we probably would have had on the plane. It's beautiful. Again, I think it's about having that connection versus I can read all the books, but I can't ask the book a question. Does that make sense? It's impersonal in that aspect. And I think you have to critically evaluate texts as well. Yeah. I was thinking in my head, I really hope that you had a good resource for me before we started talking about it and you delivered it. So I feel like that is a sign. A sign. There we go. And it's resonating. I can see the wheels are turning. Super important. So I think that that's definitely something for me. It's, it's journaling. It's, it's, I love Oracle cards, which is different from tarot. I'll do like a little pull every day. Sound. Oh, okay. It is different. Interesting. Yeah, they're very different. Very, very different. Oh, okay. And you said scrying. Scrying is like writing. I don't know too much and I could be explaining it completely wrong. But from what I understand about it is that it's almost like an automated writing. Yeah. I believe that's what it is. What do you think of dreams as being significant? Oh, my gosh. Lately... Honestly, Ryan, I feel like I don't even sleep anymore. I just go to my other life. (laughs) I just like go to my other life for seven hours. I believe that I and you and everybody exist on different timelines at the same time. There's very many of them. Is there somebody that you live very close proximity to, but you never see them? Has it happened to you? Like you live in the same city, but you never see them? Yes. You guys aren't on the same timeline. It doesn't matter. You could be in the next room to one another and you wouldn't see each other. Or same condo building. You never see them. Yeah, because you're not on the same timelines energetically and vibrationally and frequency wise. So it's all about, I think what it is when it comes to spirituality, if I was supposed to kind of like bring it in together, it's about alignment. It's about being in alignment with spirit. And how you resonate with spirit is up to you. You can't really do it wrong. You just have to go out there and seek information and try. The only wrong way to do it is trying to control an outcome by manipulating the free will of somebody else. You have intent of causing harm on somebody else or another human being. Okay. Not in the greatest good of yourself and humanity. It's not serving the collective for selfish reasons. Like I want to be rich because I want babes. I don't know. I thought of a guy. Straight male. Like I want a Camaro and a blonde. (laughs) it's actually true hot blonde type ship going back to dreams my dreams lately they contain a lot of information dreaming is huge if you look into this book called the four agreements by don miguel ruiz it's full text spirituality don't quote me an ancient mayan not mayan not mayan They are an indigenous people of what is now known as Mexico. That's the best way to put it. Because I'm not going to lump them all into Mayans. I think it's Toltec. So they are an indigenous group of people from what is now known as Mexico. Okay. They talk about this dream world and dreams. They are a mixture of the manifestations of your subconsciousness. But I also do believe that it, it is an opportunity for spirit to communicate with you. Yes. I tell people often to pay attention to their dreams. You as a cancer, yeah, for sure. You should pay attention because cancer is all about the inner world. If you were a tarot card, you would be the moon. Yeah. And that's all about the repressed emotions, the subconscious, your inner world, including dreams. Yeah. One time I had an experience and it was like astral projection. 
Really? A lot of people are being more open about saying that they've experienced that. So that's really great. That's what I'm thinking too. What I was going to say, so in astral projection, what I'm understanding, and again, I'm not an expert on it, is that your spirit or parts of your being are traveling outside of the physical self and you are experiencing and interacting with other timelines. That is so fascinating. Sleep paralysis is a symptom of astral projection. I've also experienced that. This is one part of our being. This is the meat suit. But you are more than a physical being. You're spiritual. You are emotional. You are mental. It's kind of like you have to acknowledge that you're a holistic being. You're not just physical. That makes sense. And this timeline that we're in, it is low vibrational because, again, you can touch it and feel it. The higher you get into energy timelines, the less physical matter there is in it. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. So the Habs are playing right now here? Yeah, I do. Nice. Yeah, so you might hear that. That's what that was. Actually, you want to hear something so crazy? This is a perfect story for this, actually. Yeah. I was at the oratory today, the St. Joseph's Oratory, which is this really big, famous church here in Montreal. And there were two guys in Habs jerseys who went up so many stairs. I don't even know how many fucking stairs. Hundreds of stairs at this oratory. They went up it on their knees. What? I have a video of it, actually. I have to post that. Oh, wow. Hoping that the Habs win tonight. And that's a spirituality. That action of crawling on your knees up an altar or in a church is something people in the Philippines do on Easter. Oh, absolutely. Again, that penance um, and that sacrifice on Good Friday when Jesus passed away or when Jesus dies on the cross. My mom told me as a child, they would kneel and walk up and down the altar up and down, back and forth through the, from the altar and back, like the entrance as like penance. That's a form of spirituality. I saw these two dudes, they're like, we have to win. Yeah. I was like, well, yeah, you guys have to win now. Fuck. You walked on your knees up concrete stairs. Yeah. That's pain, sacrifice, determination. Yeah, exactly. Wow. That's spirit. Well, how do you even touch that? How do you even bottle that? How do you sell it for $17.99 on Etsy? I'm glad that you said that because I think that's more people need to know that. And I think that was what we were trying to get across to our listeners is that this applies to you. It applies to everybody. Yeah. In my own uniqueness, I am special, but so are you. You are special. What makes you special? You know what I mean? And what makes you a healer? Yeah. Again, there's no difference. You're in your alignment. My neighbor downstairs is in their alignment. Everyone is in alignment. It's just, again, it's the balance. It's learning to be in the world, but not of it really spirituality to me yeah i think that's also a better way to experience life i think it's more fun you know what the perfect example is is like you get a shitty passenger on the plane we're talking like you're just really having a bad day dude or you're just maybe like this yeah a misogynist and you and i i'm sure have both experienced our share of discrimination yep Progeny of, in your sense, I'm sure, I don't know if you have, and I, I hope not, but some kind of just discriminatory behavior. It, even if it's subtle, yeah, for sure. Right? Exactly. How do I be in this situation, but not of it? Be in it because I have to play my role as the person who has to open a door just in case there is an unlikely event of an emergency. And would you like chips, almonds, or cookies, sir? But not let it affect me. Yeah, dwelling on it or sort of thinking about it, playing it over in your mind. 
Yeah. And just understanding like this is just a human being who's going through shit or this is a human being who's just this brand of human being. Just like letting it go type thing. Yeah. Not taking it personal, which is also hard to do sometimes. But I think when you release that, it's better. Super difficult. This has been so amazing. You sharing your personal story and there's so much great information here and you offer classes and retreats. I'd like you to tell our listeners where they can find you and how they can get in contact with you. My website, which is www. I think that was three W's, RebeccaManningkill.com, where you can find all my offerings and you can find everything about me, book sessions through there as well. You can find me on Instagram at Inspire and Instruct for my yoga kind of sound practice. And it's kind of my personal IG, I would say. For my sacred sexuality practice, it's at Soulful Sexuality, soul.full.sexuality. And then for my day retreat and wellness experiences, it's at Balanced.BayRetreat. Thought retreat, sorry. Yeah, amazing. I hope that this episode has given you insight into the creative power that exists all around us and that you all get in touch with Rebecca, who will inspire and instruct you to become an expert in self healing. And I recommend everyone get in touch with their spiritual side, no matter what that looks like. If I was just going to leave y'all with something, it's the easiest way to experience your spirit is just find the pause after you inhale and after you exhale because that's peace. Just look at how amazing the body is and how magical it is. It knows everything to do. You have a universe of cells that depend on you to stay alive. Yep. That's fucking magic, bro. You are the god in that case. Yeah. Thanks so much, Rebecca. And follow Spillin' the Syrup on IG for guest bios and great quotes from our guests each week. Come back next week, my syrup drinkers. Bye, guys. Thank you, Ryan. Bye, thank you.